You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey ladies, and welcome back to the Uplevel Lounge. Today, I wanna talk to you about a topic that is incredibly important as we grow and scale our businesses, boundaries. So how does that word make you feel? Does it excite you? Does it make you cringe a little bit because uh, maybe your boundaries aren't as great as you would like them to be? Guess what? That only means that you have room to improve and boundaries aren't as scary as they seem once you start thinking about them in a way that's going to be beneficial, not only to you and your business growth, but to the experience that your client has. I'm going to give you a really big nugget right now that I didn't realize early on. And it's that clients crave boundaries. They love boundaries. It's like a dog or like a child. They want to know what their boundaries are so that they can perform at their best. They want to know what expectations look like when they work with you. So what are boundaries? Boundaries can be in terms of communication. They can be how you communicate with your client. What is the expectation in terms of turnaround time or acknowledgement to an email or a Slack message? Boundaries can be in the form of a scope of work, right? Boundaries can be a lot of different things. So it's really about auditing yourself, auditing your current practices and saying, what's working well in my business? And what would I like to get a better harness on? How can I get back into that zone of really feeling like I'm in control and I have a business that supports my lifestyle, right? Because that's the ultimate goal. And if we don't keep a tight rein on that, it tends to slip the other direction. Well, at least for me. So Boundaries are a really good way for us to have very clear guidelines in terms of what is this work going to look like? What is this process going to look like? What is this relationship going to look like? And boundaries are important in every aspect of our life, right? Our business, our relationships, personal relationships, professional relationships. So why should it be any different than prioritizing it in our business? But it tends to fall to the back of the line. And again, at least for me, especially as a new freelancer, especially when I was just starting out as a virtual assistant, I was all about hustle. I was all about over-delivering and people-pleasing at its finest, and I can do a darn good job of that, but that wasn't really the smartest way because it's kind of like when you enter into any relationship, what you do at the beginning is the baseline for expectations moving forward. You can never go backwards. So I used to have this really bad habit of like watching my phone all the time, and if a client sent me a message on Slack or an email, I was like instantaneously responding. I even got an Apple watch so that when I was at the gym, I wasn't going to miss any notifications. Oh my goodness. If I hear of any of you doing that, or when my coaching clients say something like that, I'm like, we're going to, we're going to squash that right now because that's not doing any favors to your client. It really isn't. It's certainly not doing any favors to you. 
But if you start that at the beginning of a relationship, that's the expectation moving forward. So I'm sure the wheels are starting to turn. I'm sure you're thinking about times where you've maybe done something similar, but let's talk about how do you change that moving forward? One of the easiest ways is to be really clear in your communication right up front in your kickoff call. And then even before that, in your welcome package. So you have clear expectations lined out. All right. What are the best ways to communicate with me? What are my preferred methods of communication? And let me get something really clear. I don't mean that boundaries are a hard line that are never going to be tweaked for a client, right? I hate it when I see virtual assistants, online business managers, social media managers, I don't care who you are, what your title is, but people are like, I can't work with this client because they're not respecting my boundaries. Well, okay, but like to what degree are we talking? So I don't want you to take anything I'm saying to the extreme here. I'm saying that we're going to have some guidelines and we're going to put some things in place. Sure, there are certain types of boundaries that are a hard line. Like you don't get to cross. I'm going to turn up the electric fence. Like I'm not going to respond to you on the weekends. I'm not going to respond to you in the middle of the night. I am not going to, you know, do an emergency job on the weekend without a rush fee. Certain things like that. But If you say, you know, my preferred methods of communication are email and Slack, and a really great client is like, I don't use Slack. I hate Slack. Is that a deal breaker? I would hope not, but I'm not joking. I've seen where it is and it makes my mind just kind of explode a little bit, but that's a whole nother topic. So boundaries are expectations. They are containers in terms of like, how is this going to work moving forward so that we can have the best working relationship possible? So like I've mentioned, having really clear outlines in terms of how you are, you prefer to communicate with your client, but you also need to find out from them. So one of my favorite things is to ask in a discovery call or an onboarding call, like, how do you like to receive communication? How do you like to communicate? And then to find a way that's like agreed upon upfront. Okay. So our main method of communication is going to be X secondary is going to be this way. Another question I like to ask is if I had to get a hold of you, for an emergency. Like this was more of when I was in the day-to-day in terms of operations, like a VA would ask this question. If I had to get a hold of you for an emergency because my progress was going to be halted, if I didn't get an answer from you, what would be the best way to contact you? A lot of clients would say cell phone, like send me a text message. If it's like do or die, there's an issue with a client, whatever it might be, send me a text message. But that wasn't our regular form of communication. So setting up a hierarchy in terms of communication is a really good way to establish boundaries. Also, what's the expected turnaround time? So something like I will respond to all client emails within 12 business hours or 24 business hours. Like those are reasonable expectations. Explain that have that written somewhere, maybe in your contract and your welcome packet, but be really clear. Like here's what you can expect. If that is clear when you kick off, things are going to be so much smoother instead of, Oh, I forgot to tell you that. And now you're irritating me because you're blowing up my inbox with 47 messages. That's only going to create resentment towards your client and inbox anxiety for you, which is a real thing or slack anxiety that came up in a discussion today over in the up level lounge, the free Facebook group. And I'm like, those are real things. And I'm so glad I'm not the only one that thinks about them. So how do we avoid it? We step into a place of leadership with our clients from the get go and let them know here are the expectations, right? With some flexibility, if somebody comes back and says, listen, I really think that you're amazing, but I really need a virtual assistant who can you know, respond in 12 business hours versus 36. You have to decide, am I willing to, you know, 
change my boundary because this client is great or not, right? So being flexible to some degree, but having guidelines and expectations in the beginning will save you so much heartache down the road. Trust me on that. So another boundary that can be really, really helpful is, you know, office hours. When do you work? And on what time zone? When can a client expect that you're going to be online? Because if you work with somebody who is on Pacific time and you happen to be on, you know, East Coast time, there's a difference, right? Or maybe it's somebody who's in Europe and you are in Australia. You have to know and communicate when they can expect that work is going to be done or when they can reach you online. So then that goes to the next step about do you have certain days of the week that you don't work? All right. So it's really common that people are striving for a four day work week. And so maybe you take Thursdays off or maybe you take half of Thursdays off. Be clear about that. And if you're clear about that from the get go, chances are that clients aren't going to have any problem whatsoever. And they're probably going to be like excited about it and say, oh my gosh, that's part of what I want to start instituting in my life. And that's part of the reason I'm hiring you. So I respect that. But if you're working with someone for four weeks and you forget to tell them that you have Thursdays off and they're always, you know, inboxing you or blowing up your Slack channel on Thursdays, again, you're going to have a problem that you could have avoided. So going back to like, how do you do this? You want to make sure that it is clear in some form or fashion and verbally is one way, but also written. So it's either in your contract or one of my favorite ways is the welcome packet that I mentioned. And that's something that is so valuable and it up up levels your entire client experience. So in that welcome packet, you can say, here is what you can expect when we work together. Here's what the next 90 days are going to look like in a high level overview, right? So month one, we're going to focus on A, B, and C. Month two, we're going to focus on X, Y, and Z. And month three, we're going to, you know, start this initiative, whatever it might be. And so it just really commands ownership and confidence, which clients love confidence, that they have selected the right service provider for whatever their project or whatever their investment in you is going to be. And so you're doing two things there. You're giving a lot of nonverbal communication in a positive way, but you're also protecting yourself and protecting the way that you want your business to run because this is what it's all about, right? We want to step into our power and create businesses that light us up and that bring us freedom and bring us joy. But if we aren't explaining that, what that looks like and protecting that, then how is anyone ever going to respect it? So it really comes back on you to set your boundaries. So my question would be, what kind of boundaries do you want in your life and in your business that don't exist right now? And so another example might be, and something that might come into play is, you know, I'm never carving out time for myself and I need to start doing that. So setting time blocks on your calendar so that in the morning you have time to meditate or you have time to go to the gym or do yoga or Pilates, or maybe just go for a walk outside, whatever it is that you have self-care time in the morning. So boundaries can be with yourself. So not only with clients, but that's going to lead into you showing up as the better version of yourself for clients. So can you do something in terms of boundaries right now to protect more time for yourself? I come across a lot of clients that I work with on the coaching side that never carve out time for lunch, for instance. All right, that's pretty simple. Like, let's time block your lunch. Let's make sure that that time is protected. But we are all in that mode of like, serve everyone else, serve everyone else, serve everyone else. So it's really, really easy to overlook that. So, 
your challenge, if you're listening to this podcast right now, is to really figure out what is a boundary that I don't have in place that would really serve me well. So it might be a client facing boundary, but it might be a boundary that's going to bring more joy or, you know, more time for you to show up in the most creative way back into your business. How do you protect your energy? That's really what this is all about. Boundaries are protecting our energy. Boundaries are making sure that we are able to show up as our best self, work on our terms, and really provide the best version of ourselves to the clients, right? So honestly, boundaries are going to make clients happier in so many ways. They know what the expectations are, and it's going to create an environment that allows them to get the very, very best return on their investment with you. So most clients are going to be so happy that you have guidelines in place. Like that makes you really stand out as a professional. And you would be shocked at how many service providers don't have any boundaries. They don't even have office hours. So that would be my question as well. Do you have defined office hours? I'm not saying those have to be on your website. I'm definitely not saying that. But do you know what your office hours are? Are you having boundaries in place in your own work week so that you are being really, really diligent and mindful of the work that you're doing. Are you time blocking? Time blocking is another form of a boundary in itself. So hopefully this whole discussion around boundaries is making you kind of think about your business and the idea of boundaries in another, in another way, because boundaries, a lot of times have a negative connotation, but like they're amazing and people crave boundaries. Like I can't say that enough. So I want you to shift your mindset when it comes to boundaries and say, Oh my gosh, how can I have even more boundaries so that I can show up as the best version of myself for me, for my family, whatever it might be. And for my clients, because they're going to get better value. If I am laser focused and really, really organized and streamlined. And when I'm in their business, I'm all in. Right. And so even being able to share that, listen, I only work with X amount of clients because I have really clear boundaries so that I can deliver the very best premium service to the people that I work with. That's also why I have a wait list or whatever it might be. So the boundaries can carry over into so many areas. And I think that it goes on to also say boundaries, you have to put them on yourself because as an entrepreneur, you're always thinking about what else can I do? What else can I do? I need to do more. I need to do better. I need to do bigger. That's not always the case. How can you have better boundaries to like reel yourself back in and say, okay, I'm doing exactly what I need to do right now. And I look backwards and say, oh my gosh, my business has grown so much. So how do you keep yourself reeled in? So maybe it's boundaries around a budget, right? A budget in terms of I have this much money to spend on professional development this year. So if you're somebody who is always buying the next course or the next, you know, challenge or book or whatever it is, how can you put a boundary on yourself to stay really focused and really focus on intentional growth in your business? So again, boundaries are not just about how do I work with my clients on what terms and what hours it can go to so many different layers of our business. And I want you to start thinking about that because I think it's really, really powerful. But first and foremost, do your clients know their expectations when they sign on with you? Is it clear? Are you verbalizing it? And is it written somewhere? Because they will appreciate it. It will be such a proactive step that you'll be grateful for when you start implementing that into the way that you're showing up for people. So if you do nothing else, I want you to carve out a little bit of time and say, what boundaries exist in my business? What boundaries could be enhanced? And what ones do I need to implement immediately and make sure that as I move forward with client relationships, that people are clear because it's a win-win for all. So 
please hop over into the Up Level Lounge Facebook group and let me know if you enjoyed this episode, but also like what boundaries are you implementing right now that weren't in place before this episode? And what boundaries do you have in your business that are working really, really well? Because I think if we share ideas with one another, it is nothing but a benefit. And I love the idea of collaboration. So I would like to hear about your boundaries and some of the lessons, but really like, what did you start building today that you hadn't built before? Thanks so much for joining me. And I will catch you next week right here in the Up Level Lounge podcast, where I'll share lots of new, awesome tips and tricks to help you grow your business. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Up Level Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.